Welcome to How You Spend Your Days. The goal of this show is to explore debt, break down the stigma around talking about money, and share my own journey of becoming debt-free. My name is Colin Loretz, and this week we have a short update episode. Uh, There's really no excuses or blame for this. I just have been so busy this week that I didn't have time to schedule a guest or uh, figure out something to talk about. Uh, there have been a lot of things that I've been focused on around money this week, so it hasn't been a matter of me not focusing on my financial goals. Um, but I think it also has been a few weeks since we've really talked about what those goals are and some updates. So what I want to do today is go through and talk about where things are right now, because it has been 17 episodes of this show. That's 17 weeks Uh, just over four months. And have I managed to make a dent in my numbers yet? Uh, The honest answer is not really, but I definitely feel like I have a stronger sense of control over my financial uh, habits, behaviors, and just a good sense of awareness and control over uh, those kind of day-to-day Uh, interactions that I have with money. Uh, Before doing this show, I would constantly and frenetically play this little shell game of moving money around, uh, trying to figure out when my next invoice was going to come in, you know, payment for an invoice from a client, things like that. Uh, And really living in a way that was, um, you know, full of stress and anxiety, to be honest. And so, I feel like I don't have that anymore, and uh, that comes from a few things. So so what I want to do is revisit the goals uh, that we created in episode three so that we can really get a sense of what um, what I've been able to do uh, since the show started, but also what we've been able to do as uh, you know, my guests and any of you listening have chimed in and shared your own questions, your own feedback and things that have helped for you uh, to see where I'm at today. So the first goal that I had was to create a $1,000 emergency fund. And this goal is not done yet. Uh, I had a little snag with this one uh, last month, actually, which uh, we'll talk about more in goal five, but I ended up having to use the entire emergency fund that I had built up to pay bills last month. And the great thing was I had that, you know, emergency fund to use. Uh, I didn't have to figure out where that money was going to come from. And so right away, you know, I now see how having that and growing that once I hit a thousand, continuing to fund the emergency fund, continue to grow that for for freelancers, it's really important to have multiple months of expenses in the bank. It's something that you will hear from every expert uh, in terms of freelancing or you know, independent contractors where you have this volatility in your income and goal five is to smooth out my freelance income or get a job. And so we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But having that just relieves so much stress um, in terms of figuring out where that's going to come from when you have a fluctuation like that. Now, I knew that I was going to be making up for that this month. And so this week, I actually was able to replenish that fund back to where it was a month ago. 
that doesn't mean that I've been able to stock away, you know, more money into that in that month. I was hoping to have already hit the thousand dollars by now. And so I'm okay with that because I needed to be able to use it. Um, it got, you know, used to pay bills. Um, but now I'm about $200 away from that goal. So we're about, uh, around $800 of the thousand. Um, and then even once we hit that thousand dollar goal, I'm going to continue to have that being auto funded through my account. And so, um, I plan to hit that in March, uh, is a little bit of a setback, but again, like I didn't have to put anything on credit cards and go into debt further because of that. And so that was an awesome uh, outcome there. You know, it, it really kind of sucked to have to, to uh, deplete that because of unstable freelancer income. And in this case, you know, not getting paid when I was expecting to, uh, I was able to, um, you know, replenish that once I finally did get paid. And so it really came down to cash flow. And that's where we'll, we'll have to continue to focus uh, in that goal number five. So goal number two was to establish a plan with the IRS. We've talked about this before. The plan is in effect. Uh, I've paid about $3,000 of uh, my balance to the IRS. And right now that is the priority um, payment in terms of getting rid of that first and then starting to work towards um, paying off credit cards. So that is in full effect. Um, This is definitely the biggest dent that I have managed to make in my numbers so far uh, is that we, uh, other than minimum balances on credit cards, uh, I have put um, three $1,000 payments towards the IRS uh, and we'll continue to do that until that is gone. Uh, And then we're going to move on to goal number three. So goal number three uh, is to choose a plan of attack for credit card payoff. And the way that we're going to go with this is that I am going to focus on the highest interest rate card first, uh, and then once that's paid off, focus on um, splitting the amount of money that I'm paying between uh, my three credit cards and the IRS. Um, you know, as each of those different debts is paid off, shifting those towards uh, the next highest interest card until all of those are gone. Um, this one right now, all the credit cards are on minimum payments while I prioritize most of my debt service on the IRS. Um, But as I start to figure out my income and increase that, the goal there is to then start to focus on the top uh, highest interest card and the IRS at the same time, uh, and then start to um, get rid of that faster. So goal number four, this one, um, we also achieved this. This was just simply inventorying our expenses. And we did this in episode four. Um, It's a really good episode if you want to go back and listen to it for you to think about what your own inventory of expenses is. Where where is your money really going? Because, you know, I didn't think I was spending a certain amount of money, you know, or too much money on dining out and, and all of that. But it really made me more aware Uh, and allowed me to develop the behaviors that I have right now that I really do feel like are going to allow me to stay on target um, to get out of debt um, as quickly as I can. And, you know, really the biggest thing that's changed since then, you know, I inventoried those expenses and I was made aware of how much I was really spending at Starbucks and going out for drinks and going out to have dinner and things like that. And I've managed to greatly reduce um, all of those things. And it didn't happen overnight. It's happened over 13 weeks. So it's been about um, three or four months of doing that. And I didn't start with everything at once. I started just by eliminating coffee uh, and having you know that made at home and focusing on 
figuring out how to make that not a cost center for me. Uh, and then I started thinking about food and we're going to have an entire episode dedicated to this, but February has been, uh, I'm doing a challenge where I'm trying to spend uh, no money out at restaurants. And I will already tease it and say that I didn't you know, hit it 100%. There were a few times uh, where I did end up spending money at restaurants, but I'm really excited to compare those numbers for February for coffee, for drinks, for restaurants compared to every other month um, that I have access to in like Mint and Personal Capital so that I can see what that is. And really with that, I have developed, as we talked about in the episode with Danny, um, you know, I've developed the ability to cook a lot more things. You know, I'm much, I really enjoy cooking now and I really enjoy just everything that goes along with that. I no longer dread going to the grocery store. Um, I now am really looking forward to when I do go out to restaurants or when I do spend money and I get to make that decision instead of being stressed and in a hurry and just grabbing food on the go and spending too much money just because I didn't plan ahead uh, or because I was you know, just stressed out and wasn't thinking about where am I going to have dinner or what am I going to do tomorrow uh, and really just having more awareness and, and becoming more mindful about where am I money's going and you know in as a side effect what am i putting in my body as well um haven't really talked about this at all in terms of goals but by doing these things like i mentioned the side effect of having you know a better health as well is that since january i've also uh lost 10 pounds and so part of that was you know not necessarily a goal that i had for the show but it's a you know a happy side effect you know eating better and different foods, um, having more planning in my day around being able to actually go out and um, have those meals prepared ahead of time uh, really has made a difference because I'm also thinking about where can I fit in time to go to yoga or take a run or do any of those kinds of things. So uh, overall, goal four has been very successful for me and I'm, I'm very happy to have done that. I will probably need to do another inventory of my expenses soon just to make sure that I don't have uh, some things sneaking up on me in terms of, you know, I ended up signing up for certain apps and services for my business making sure that those things are still things that I need. Um, and then just making sure like, where am I at in terms of my spending for uh, consumption, things like shopping, um, eating out, drinks, all that kind of stuff after this challenge is over in February. So um, that's goal number four. Goal number five was to smooth out my freelance income or get a job. Now, this one is interesting because I will just for full transparency's sake, uh, I did apply for a job. So I have been really focused on how to make myself a better worker between nine and five. You know, as a freelancer, we often have this reputation for, you know, not wanting to have a boss or not wanting to work, you know, normal hours. And there's a lot to be said for having a really good schedule. And for me, you know, I need to focus on what work can I get done between nine and five, Monday through Friday, so that I don't let that work swell out to nights and weekends and end up, you know, really running my life. Um, and there's obviously times where you got to put in some extra hours and things like that. Um, but there was an opportunity that came up that uh, really, you know, I would see, I could see myself working there. It would be a little bit of a different change of pace for what I'm doing. It'd be really uh, exciting technology. I uh, can't talk about what it is, but 
you know, I, I had a couple interviews and currently in the process of waiting to hear back on that. And the irony of all of this is that, you know, in doing so, all of my freelance work is really picking up right now. And with freelancing, this can tend to happen, this kind of feast and famine situation, which put me in the position that I was in, uh, in goal number one, which was me having to use all of my emergency fund to pay bills because I didn't get paid on time. Uh, and that was not in, in the case, in this case, it wasn't the fault of any client. It's just things happen. And, uh, you know, and so figuring out how to make sure that I have, you know, I am in control of those fluctuations and that I don't have stress and anxiety of, you know, one missed uh, payment on an invoice or something like that should not put me back uh, into debt. Uh, and so, you know, in addition to focusing on that emergency fund uh, in or in the case of a freelancer, it's, it is your living fund. Like you need to think about these fluctuations and figuring out how you can smooth out these things. You know, I'm at the point now where I have so many opportunities in front of me for freelance projects that the challenge now is to figure out which ones can I take on consciously without burning out. Uh, and make sure that I can set aside money for those inevitable slow months that may happen. Uh, you know, you know, we all hope that this is going to continue to just go up and up, but there's only so many hours in a day. So there's only so many hours that I can work. Um, not every project has the same billable hour. And so you really need to think about what kinds of boundaries are you going to set? How fast does the project need to be done? Thankfully, I have a bunch of really exciting projects with existing clients, uh, as well as some new clients. So uh, I'm in this interesting place where uh, I have all these opportunities, which is a great place to be in. But I now need to figure out how best to just do that work, uh, while also waiting to hear back on what that other job is as well. Um, Another part of this, uh, smoothing out my freelance income, was really also to hide money from myself that is not mine. Uh, And so I'm using an app called Catch, uh, which you can check out at uh, catch.co. And uh, what it's doing for me is properly setting aside money for withholding taxes. So thankfully, all of the 1099 income that I've received this year, uh, I have been able to um, set aside. And so I will be able to make my first on-time quarterly estimated tax payment uh, in the entire time that I have run this business. I tend to just pay it, um, you know, like I unfortunately am right now, which is on a payment plan in the future, which puts me in a place of uh, stress and in debt to the IRS. And so it's not a place that I want to be in moving forward. And so we're, we're setting off, you know, 2019 in the right direction. Um, the best part is I don't even have to think about it. That money is there and ready to go. Uh, it wasn't my money to begin with. And so, you know, every time I get paid from a client and every time I even work on a project, I need to think about the fact that, you know, in this case, I'm setting aside 26% of each of those things. I don't know what that's going to end up looking like from a, uh, you know, tax uh, bracket level and things like that, but uh, it would be amazing to actually get money back as a freelancer one day. Uh, we'll see if that happens, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see if that happens, but I feel really good doing that. Catch also has an option for 
uh, setting aside money for retirement. So I have set up a Roth IRA with them as well. Uh, and then you can also set up uh, time off money, which is really just an extra percentage of money that you save for your own time off vacations, but also sick days, which we don't also get as freelancers. So what happens when you can't work? Having extra money set aside is important. Uh, I currently don't have the time off one set up um, because I am saving up through my emergency fund goal. Uh, and so I think once I have smoothed out this freelance income a little bit more, I'll have that turned on as well so that I have multiple buckets of things that are being paid automatically for different situations like sick days, vacation, all that kind of stuff that normally freelancers are kind of not used to thinking about. You know, we don't get benefits in an, like you would in a in most full-time salaried jobs. And so you really need to think about your cost as a freelancer as also being those things. How are you going to fund those things for yourself? Uh, you know, you are paying for your own health insurance. You have to pay for your own time off and all those other things as well and really start to treat yourself as a company of one person. So uh, speaking of which, that's a, a really good book from uh, Paul Jarvis, A Company of One, um, which I have just started reading and we'll definitely talk about in on a future episode. Um, I think that's going to do it for this update. But I'm being very aware of what I have ahead of me in terms of essentially a plateau of progress. I have made a lot of large gains in terms of awareness and self-control and developing good behaviors. But I have more things that I can focus on in terms of developing additional behaviors, um, you know, small wins to make sure that I can see the progress over time. And now that I've developed these, I'm really excited to watch and um, track things through um, through the numbers spreadsheet, which you can check out online at howyouspendyourdays.com. Um, it is February 26th, so I will be updating that in a few days for February with income and expenses. And then I will also be looking at uh, talking about the February no spend restaurant challenge that I did this month. Uh, probably actually in the next episode, we'll probably do that. So if you'd like to share any questions, comments, feedback, you can reach out to us on social media at uh, how you spend. Uh, you can also find all of that at how you spend your days.com. Uh, if you really enjoy the show and you want other people to find it as they are also trying to get out of debt or control, get better control of their own finances, uh, five star reviews and ratings really help other people find the show uh, so that we can continue to grow the show and get out of debt together. So that'll do it. We'll see you next week. Music in this episode from Blue Dot Sessions.